0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm SelectaBet and I'm delighted to be joined as ever by Greg Browning for a look ahead to this week's Football in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Very, very excited. Uh, back playing five tonight. Ooh. It's been a long, long time. Is it too late to make a push for Steve Clarke's squad for the Euros, do you think?
1: No, but I did think about <laughs> um I don't live that far away from Broadwood Stadium, so I was going knock knocking the door just to see if Danny Lennon required any subs for tonight's game against um, Forfer.
0: Listen, I'm sure they do. The n- number of games that Clyde have been playing, <laughs> the boys must be out in their feet. A they political. must be. We'll come on to that uh, further into the podcast. But yeah, it's been a, a mad crazy finish to the season. Um, we've now reached a split in the SPFL, um, which is always delightful. Um, I was actually just looking at one of the sites that I, I use for my stats and they've actually just split the league entirely into two different uh, sections and reset everything to zero.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Sofra does that as well, which is a bit annoying when you look at at form and previous data, um, you have to go back into the, um, I think they call it the relegation piece and the
0: regular season I think it is yeah. Uh, So yeah, that can be that's totally confusing for people who don't know uh, the ins and outs of the split uh, in Scotland so <laughs> yeah we're here to help, if anybody needs any help then just give us a shout either on the, the Gambler Twitter feed or on Greg's Twitter feed as well, um, it's maybe worth just giving people a wee recap on where we're at in terms of the Premiership
1: Yeah, so the top six split has been reached. Obviously, St Johnston pipped St Mirren to that last top six place. Uh, I'll probably mention that every week between now and now. Are you listening,
0: Dave McDonald? Your your boys (laughs) took a hell of a beating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, To be fair, there's not much to play for really. Obviously, the title's over. Rangers uh, 20 points ahead of Celtic, which um, is quite incredible, really. Incredible, yeah with five games to go. um, Who knows, that 20 points could become more.
0: Could be. Um,
1: Still got an old firm game to play and we've still got a Rangers-Celtic Scottish Cup clash as well. So, plenty to play for on that front. But for the rest of the league, other than the bottom three sides, so Hamilton, bottom on 27 points, Kilmarnock, 28 points, ross County 29. There's not too much to play for. Yeah. Um, Even the top... That kind of battle between Aberdeen and Hibs for top three, uh, third place. Hibs are seven points ahead now. Mm-hmm. But my 5-2 um, to ant post on Hibs to finish third is looking very, very good.
0: Yep, it's a good shout.
1: But other than that, Saints v Livingston battle for fifth place. St men will be looking to finish best of the rest in the bottom six. I think Motherwell probably just a few points away from securing their safety. Um, and not being dragged into that kind of relegation fight with those other three sides. So plenty to play for in a certain way, but I guess not as exciting as previous seasons have been in terms of the title race, um, battle for tops, the uh, top three, that sort of stuff. All seems to be pretty much resolved with a side's got a decent gap. So it's all about that relegation battle now between Hamilton, Kilmarnock and Ross County.
0: And is it okay to say that you've got a little wager on with our friend Paul Petrie at McBookie about Hamilton finishing bottom of the table as well?
1: I certainly do. Um, I have been torn whether or not to cash that out. I'm pretty much getting my state back at the moment. Uh, But I've come this far. When I put that bet on, I think Hamilton had a really tough game run of results. Mm -hmm. Or game. sorry, they had Aberdeen away, Hibs away, then Celtic at home, Rangers at home. But Hamilton being Hamilton... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just kept on collecting points.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I still think at the moment, in, in those bottom three teams, I think Kormarnik are in the best shape at the moment. They beat Motherwell 4-1 last time out. They got a good Scottish Cup win at Steny last weekend. Ross County, however, have been rancid. They were abysmal against St Johnston in a one nil defeat. And they were turned over at home to Inverness in the Highland Derby in the Scottish Cup. Mm -hmm. last Friday so all to play for but I'll, I'll let it run for now
0: Good stuff and uh, there's a race to finish the weeks one and two uh, further down the tier uh, and as we touched on loads of games being played in midweek um, I just don't know how some of these clubs are actually coping with the amount of games that are being played. Um, they're aiming for a 22 game season so after two rounds of fixtures the league is going to split into two again and the top five and the bottom five will play against each other to finish the season. So plenty still ahead in terms of the games that have got to be played there. We'll come on to those shortly as well. Before we do that, a wee look back to last week, Greg. A bit of a mixed bag on the podcast.
1: Yeah, it all came down to Queen's Park, essentially. Uh, failing to score a second goal um, away, well, I say away, at Falkirk Stadium against Stirling Albion. Mm -hmm. They were one goal up after, what, 35 minutes. And you fully expect them, given the season they've had, to go and make that two or three. Fortunately, they finished 1 0, which is disappointing. So, it was a mixed bag at the weekend. Um, St. Minn won 3 0 comfortably at Hamilton in the Scottish Cup. Yep. And we had the Kilmarnock and Motherwell over 2.5 goals double that came in too. So, a bit of a mixed bag last weekend, but this weekend's a completely different kettle of fish. We've got a super nap, a nap, and a strong goals fancy at Dundee. So, it's a very, very attractive card this weekend. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, ironically, um, the Scottish Premiership, which you know we've dipped into a lot this season, uh, isn't really catching the eye that much this weekend. As you kind of touched on, a lot of the games feel like kind of dead robbers. Um, we'll just quickly run through some of them. Livingston visit Celtic uh, at three o'clock on Saturday. Not a huge amount to play for here for either side, I suppose Livy could probably still catch Aberdeen the way Aberdeen are playing, um, but Celtic have only won two of the last eight against Livingston.
1: Yeah, so is not it? Like they got consecutive draws um, a few months ago, Livingston. Um, Celtic, probably the biggest price of being at home uh, for a while uh, against Livy. I think 1-2, you'd probably expect Celtic to win this match. and uh, I, I certainly wouldn't put anyone off backing Celtic to win this and maybe throwing it into an accumulator. Mm. But it's a game best left alone for
0: me. Yeah, there's a few short-priced teams uh, that you'd probably chuck in the accumulator this weekend. Um, one game that is has a lot riding on it is Hamilton's home game against Dundee United and hopefully Brian Rice will have calmed down a wee bit after his F-word laden rant <laughs> the weekend.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping, personally, that United go here and absolutely batter Hamilton. Mm. <laughs> um, I think it'll be a cagey match. Not many goals in Dundee United's away games. Down United Very difficult to break down They'll be pleased to have Overcome Part of Thistle Last weekend In the Scottish Cup Despite going 1-0 down Mm -hmm. So Really difficult game to call Um, Hamilton 23-10 To win this game United 65
0: favourites I couldn't call this one Honestly Classic no bet Isn't it (laughs) It really is Uh... I've not got my six-pointer claxon at the radio, unfortunately. Oh, but there's, de- there's definitely one at Kilmarnock uh, where Ross County are the visitors and, as you see, Ross County have been pretty dire recently, which possibly hands the initiative to Kilmarnock on this one.
1: really does. Um, Ross County, very consistent, but you have to say, they come into this not in great shape at all, having lost heavily... Well, say heavily, sorry. They lost one that was St Johnson, but never really the glove on St. Johnson at the time. And I guess, surprisingly were turned over 3-1 by Inverness. So, not great preparation for this. Kilmarnock, on the other hand, at home, a 4-1 win and a, was it a 3-0 or 4-0 win in the Cup last yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh, scoring goals, Kill Lafferty scoring goals. They'll be in a decent place, Kilmarnock. Uh, mm-hmm. I, do, I do fancy them to win this match, I must admit, at home to
0: Ross County. Yeah, I mean, having gone to their almost Aberdeen proportions of not scoring goals, Kilmarnock, for a while there. Um, but they've actually scored, what, eight, 10 in the last three games now, Kelly? And uh, that move for Kyle it looks like quite a should win. Uh, it, right.
1: it, really, it really does. And I still think that the three of them, I think Kelly are best placed to get out of this. I think they've got the better squad, the better players, and momentum wise, they are in good shape as well. So I think if Kilmarnock win this, that will go a long, long way. To them securing their safety for the season.
0: Yeah, I think that's a decent shout. I'm just about to check and see what place Comala car to win. They are 19, 19 to 20. 19 I think to they 20. Are. Yeah, yeah. So again, another one that might find its way on. Not it? a bad place. Uh, for part, we've got Motherwell v St Mirren. I was speaking pre no well, you. We were kind of saying that that is a no bet, but you're saying that Motherwell probably need a win here just to give themselves that wee bit of security in terms of safety so that they don't get dragged into any kind of relegation battle, which is not a conversation I thought we'd be having at the beginning <laughs> of the season at this stage.
1: No, I think St Mirren are definitely the only club along the right, United anyway with nothing to play for. But both clubs still involved in the Scottish Cup as our motherwell, so at least they still have that to look forward to. Um, but Jim Goodman will want them to finish best of the rest. And there's obviously pretty sure the chairman will be telling him that there's monetary reward for finishing yeah. seventh rather than eighth, uh, probably in tune to around about two hundred thousand pound, which for some listeners may not sound like a lot of money, but <laughs> for um, Scottish clubs it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, yeah, both will be want to win this one. Like you say, Motherwell a win here probably secures their place in the league next year.
0: Yeah, I and mean it's as good a chance as, as they'll have between now and the end of the season. I just know four, four of the last six meetings between the two sides have ended up all square um, and this has got a kind of a draw feel to it, a result that would probably suit both sides, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, next up, we've got St. Johnston v. Aberdeen and you're quite keen to discuss Aberdeen's price here. Yes, yeah, it's,
1: it's an absolute disgrace, Aberdeen's price here. I think I put it up on Twitter on Monday Aberdeen are six to four to win this match. So let's just set the scene here. This is an Aberdeen side who have got rid of Derek McInnes. Um, they have scored two goals, two goals in eleven matches. They were both scored by St Johnston's 4th choice on loan striker <laughs> Callum Henry. They are struggling to score goals, as I just said. Two goals in eleven games is absolutely shocking for Aberdeen. I don't know how they can be six to four. Going to St Johnston, who won, ha Cal Davison was awarded Manager of the Month for March. They have lost two games in twelve. They are the second form team in the league. Four wins, one draw and one defeat in their last six. And their only two defeats in the last twelve came against Celtic and Rangers. A narrow window defeat and a two one defeat. So Aberdeen for me to come into this match as six to four favourites is just laughable. Now I must suggest Aberdeen won't get a result here, but I'm just saying in terms of the price, St Johnstone are two to one, which is a very, very, very generous price in my opinion, and that's got nothing to do with the fact I will have my St Johnstone specs on as always. <laughs> but I just think Aberdeen into this match, I think seventy-four nine to five would be a fair price for Aberdeen. Aberdeen are way too short at six to four, and I would massively oppose anyone to back Aberdeen at that price.
0: Yeah, I think just purely based on the forum, that's making Aberdeen favourites to win this. It's just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um,
1: There's only nine points separating both sides, actually. And if you yeah. think about St. Johnson were bought with the league in October,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's some mm-hmm. turnaround by Callum yeah. Davidson.
0: Yeah, and I measure of the form that the, the two sides have been in, I suppose, going in opposite directions. Um,
1: I might have mentioned also that St. Johnson won the league cup. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long that have got ten minutes into the podcast, maybe <laughs> that's no bad going. Um, yeah, the other angle I was going to look at here was uh, I was going to ask you what price you think under two and a half goals is here. Under
1: two and a half goals here,
0: um, five to four. Under two and a half goals, it's one to two. Is it? Which is probably one of the shortest places I've ever seen, but it's understandable when you, you've obviously filled us in, in terms of all the stats for Aberdeen not scoring. They're not really conceding. Oh, sorry, I, mean, I thought you went over 2.5. <laughs> no, sorry, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised to see that at all. I don't expect this a, ga- a game to provide many goals. It's got a scabby 1-0 written over it to someone.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah although Aberdeen aren't scoring, St. Johnson aren't exactly the Harlem glo- Globetrotters when it comes to scoring goals either at the not moment. Not we know. Three 1-0 wins. In fact, four 1-0 wins in the last five games. So yeah, this is going to be a pretty dull affair, I think. And as you say, probably just a single goal is going to edge it. Yeah. Um, so that might be the, the best angle to take in this one. Last but not least, in the Premiership, we've got Rangers v Hibs on Sunday. And I guess all that's... Really, to be played for as far as Rangers are concerned, is trying to get to the end of the season without defeat to complete a, an unbeaten league season, uh, which would be a phenomenal achievement.
1: Yeah, it would obviously. They've only shipped 10 goals this season, Rangers. Um, at home, I think I'm right in saying they've only said twice. Is that right? You Something could be right. Very, I think it's like yeah. that. Two goals, like, United like scored against them, possibly Motherwell as well. Um, but other than that, it's been clean sheet city. at Ibrox.
0: Yeah.
1: One to three for them to win, which is probably as big as they have been actually. Um, for quite a while, they're usually one to six, one to seven Rangers at home. But obviously playing third place Hibbs, mm-hmm. who are sitting nicely at the moment, they got a pretty comfortable win against Queens and South on Monday in the Scotch Cup. Uh, look good value to finish third. Um, they can only beat what's in front of them, Hibbs. I don't think they've been sensational by any stretch of the imagination. And they've been fully helped by Aberdeen's inability to score. But at the end of the day, to finish third, still in the Scottish Cup, been a pretty decent season for Jack Ross' side. Um, I think they can cause you problems here. I think they can probably rack up some corners. wouldn't be surprised to see them score, actually. I know they've been very, very tight at the back, Rangers. But um, it's the sort of game now, a 20-point lead for Rangers. Uh, motivation wise other than obviously staying unbeaten not sure how much of a driver that is to be fair Uh, but Hibs go there with absolutely no pressure at all on them and I think they performed relatively well last time here against Rangers they've done well against them at Eastern Road as well so I think obviously Rangers will win this match but I think Hibs might give it a go
0: I feel obliged to let you know that it's 65 for Rangers to win to nil um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is probably as big a price as it's been for Rangers at home outside of a game against Celtic uh, this season I think so... it's quite a
1: good bet actually it just, it's not a bet for me because I think Hibs have the ability to score here mm-hmm. uh, I'd be interested to see what price we're getting for Hibs corners actually Um not sure if that's available at the moment in fact I mean, might look to just check it
0: seeing as we're here yeah I'm just looking at Hibs recent trips to Ibrox. They've actually scored uh, found the net in three of the last five visits to Ibrox. Um, not scored in the last twice against Rangers. Um, they finished 1-0 ones to Rangers already this season. So,
1: yeah. So I 11-10 for Hibs to get four corners here. Um, yeah, that's the kind bet like, of bet you like, isn't it? And I think Hibs do rack up pretty decent corner counts in their games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be an angle I go for actually on on Sunday. Um, but if I do, it's something I'll share on the channel.
0: Okay, keep an eye out for that one then. Um, so that's us covered the Premiership very very quickly, as I say, not a huge amount that's catching the eye in there. So we're going to delve into the Championship. Um, we've got a bet lined up at Dens Park, but before we get there, there's a game on Friday, Greg. Hearts. But Hearts got relegated yet? No, <laughs>
1: they got
0: relegated to the to League One. Hearts. Well, actually. If my maths are correct, it could actually clinch promotion this weekend um, if they win on Friday and Wraith and indeed failed to win, I think would be enough for Hearts to signal their return back to the Premiership. So, uh, quite incredible, having um, only two wins in the last nine, uh, that they could be crowned champions so early before the end of the season.
1: Yeah, they, they have obviously a, a massive, massive lead. Um... I don't think any sides huffed and puffed their way to the title like Hearts have done. Mm-hmm. It's just abysmal how poor they've been in 2021. To obviously have lost to Rangers was a bad result. To then get turned over by Queen of the South at home, their first victory there since 1963. Then they go to the Dumfries, who were battered by Raith Rovers 5-1, I think it was, and they lost three goals at Dens the weekend before that. So they've lost eight goals in the last two games. So fair when Hearts turned up on Saturday and they grind out a nil-nil. <laughs> yeah. So I know Hearts fans aren't happy, and rightly so. They'll win the league, no doubt about that. I think you or I could could have taken that side to the Premiership with that squad and that budget. Um, but they play Alloa tomorrow night, and they're one six to win the game. Uh, I would advise anyone just to completely leave that alone. I gave Hearts a couple of opportunities to redeem themselves over the last few weeks and they failed to do so. So I won't be touching Hearts again this season, probably.
0: Yeah, they're no, definitely off the list. I think there was a lot of noise made about the fact that Hearts were relegated in the, the COVID fallout last season um, without being able to finish the season. But they've not really done anything to convince anyone that they probably would have stayed up had the season finished. Is that fair?
1: No, definitely. Absolutely. And I think the team probably requires a massive overhaul for next season. I think they've got quite an ageing squad there as well. The experienced players, are they going to be able to cut the mustard next season in the primership? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. So there's no doubt that Robbie Nielsen will be in charge next season. Um, he essentially has done what's been asked, and that was to get them to back yep. to the primership, which is done. Yep. And they'll do it probably by 15 or so points which normally you would say, do you know what, he's done a good job, but um, I think the way in which the season's unfolded, they have been so poor recently, um, it's not going to be a joyous promotion anyway, it's job done, and they'll have to probably regroup, and probably reform that team for next season, because there'll be a lot of pressure on Robbie Nielsen next season, for Hearts to be competing with Aberdeen and Hibs.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer at Tynecastle, really, but yeah, um will allow them to get this weekend out of the way, first and foremost, and and get that promotion clinched. Okay, enough of the Hearts bashing. Uh, We'll move (laughs) on to some Dundee bashing now. Um, To be fair to Dundee, they're actually probably hitting their best form of the season. They're now three league wins on this win, and they welcome Morton to Den's Park on Saturday. And you quite fancy Dundee here.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to, really. I think, as you say, Dundee are coming into form at exactly the right time um, to secure that second spot in the league which I think they will do. They're sitting second at the moment. And as you say, they've, they've won their last three games. 3-0 3-2 against Dunfermline, And what I would say was a really impressive result at Ayr midweek. Yeah. A Thino victory there. So they're in good shape at the moment. At home, they've been very, very good to us, actually, this season, Dundee, at home, in terms of goals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They've scored two or more now in seven of their last eight so they scored 3-3-3-2-2, three, 1-3. Three, three, two, two, um, they actually performed pretty well against St in the Cup on Saturday as well. And I think they look great value here to rack up another two goals. They've got goals coming from all over the pitch at the moment. Um, probably four or five players they can rely on for goals um, on Saturday. And they play a Morton side who were crushed 4-1 by Inverness on Tuesday. And Morton find themselves in a pick this position actually. They're, they're sitting second bottom. It's obviously very very tight there at the bottom. They're only a point away from being safe. But as a, as the league table stands, they're sitting second bottom, conceding goals, and Dundee to score two or more goals here at four to five. I think it looks really appealing. And it's one of those bets that you you, you know he can back. You cannot back. Really can you?
0: No, I think it's a really good shout. I mean, you look at that that Dundee squad and you know, we spoke about how poor Hearts have been. Dundee, for the, the quality that they've got, really should be challenging Hearts for this title. Um, but if not, certainly in a very clear second place. But they're just they're just huffed and puffed as well. So hopefully, from their point of view, they are hitting a bit of form. those three wins in a row. Um, we'll stand them in good stead for the last what, five games they've got yeah, left.
1: Yeah, it's one of those bets where you really can't find a case to argue against Dundee scoring two goals here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no case to be had and everything stacks up so it's just the case now hoping Dundee go
0: out and perform OK so 8 games in we've actually finally got a tip for the weekend uh, and that's <laughs> Dundee to score 2 or more and that's 45 is it? Yeah 45 45 uh, by 365 the other game I just very briefly wanted to touch on in the championship was Queen of the South v. Inverness, and I quite like the goals angle in this one. It's even money for over two and a half goals. Um, the Queen of the South, uh, five of the last six games, or oh, sorry, the last five, we've seen over two and a half, and six of the last seven, we've seen over two and a half goals. <clears throat> and Inverness are another team who look to have got their stuff together uh, at this stage of the season. Um, And they've been banging in some goals as well. Uh, They've scored 11 in their last four, when at one point it looked as if they were just freewheeling towards the end of the season without anything really happening for them. They're now fourth in the table um, and in prime position to get one of those playoff places as well. Well,
1: who'd have thought um, Neil McCann, the saviour of the Highlands, really. (laughs) Um, He's done actually a really good job since he's come in, uh, supported by Billy Dodds. Um, form team in the championship, scoring goals a great win at Ross County last weekend was followed up by a really impressive win at Morton that was no easy game going to Morton midweek mm-hmm. and to win in the way they did is really pleasing for Neil McCann I think he'll be there till the end of the season be interesting to see what happens in the summertime actually with Inverness, does John Robertson come back or does Neil McCann just continue where he, where he is now um, but I think it's a great shout I think goals looks a good, really good shout here Inverness haven't been that prolific of uh, this season. However, as you, as you say, three goals last Friday night and four on Tuesday. You'd fully expect them to score at least once here. And as we know,
0: Queen of the South games at home tend um, to deliver goals. They do, and I was just looking at the table and kind of trying to assess how big a game this is for Queen of the South. They are a game behind Inverness and are three points behind. So if Queen of the South lose this one, then you'd think that any hopes they had, of getting into the mix in terms of the playoffs, it's probably gone. The flip side of that is if they win, then they're right back in it. Um, there'd be level on points for Inverness would have a game in hand. And uh, Queen of South, you know, the thought of them being in playoffs to play for the chance to reach the, the Premiership would just be, would be huge for them. So it's a massive game at Palmerston uh, on Saturday. Um, and hopefully it'll, it'll throw up some goals. So yeah, over two and a half goals in that one is even money.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good.
0: Into League One, and before we go into your tip, we we've kind of mentioned Clyde before, um, and you've been working out to the hour how many games Clyde have been playing in the last week or two.
1: Yeah, they have played five hundred matches in the last four days. It's quite <laughs> quite an incredible feat. Um, no, the, the, after them, this weekend's game, oh sorry, yeah, they've played at the moment. They've played five games in the last ten days, so after tonight, they'll have played a game every 42.8 hours. <laughs> they're basically playing a game every, every two days. They're playing a match. But to be fair to Clyde, they're, they're managing it really well. The performances have been good. They're picking up points. Yeah. Uh, there's no sign yet of fatigue setting in. Obviously, they're not alone. All the other clubs are in the same boat, with the exception of Thistle, um, Falkirk, Maybe able to a certain point in Queens Park, so all the clubs are in the same boat. But Clyde especially have I think played more games than anyone, and they're in action tonight against Forfar. So um, it's, it's some run of games. Obviously these these guys are part time, they mm-hmm. have day jobs. Who, who knows what time some of them are up at in the morning to go to work? But to, to their credit, it's not impacting their performances yet. What I would call out though, they play Forfar tonight they've then got two really tough away games. They're away to Falkirk on Saturday, who are top of the week, and they then travel to Thistle on Tuesday. Now, that's probably not such a hard game, because Thistle <laughs> can't seem to buy a win at the moment, but um, they're playing against two full-time clubs, with bigger squads and better players,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so are they going to huff and puff um, after, this, after tonight's match? There's, there's a good chance they will, but up until now, though, you have to credit them. It's been a brilliant ten, 10 days from them so far in terms of the games they've played and the points they've picked up
0: yeah and we kind of thought last week that the games would catch up with them but they went to Air United and 1-1-0 which is probably the but last only thing that
1: was the biggest result in the Scottish Cup so far It's probably the last
0: thing, thing they needed
1: it was and I thought given the games they've played Air have been in decent shape since um, Hopkins came in but to go there and win 1-1-0 was an absolutely brilliant result especially against a team um, sitting in the league above them and who are full time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame that they are at Fokker this weekend because there's absolutely no value in the game Fokker car, what, 2-7? Um, And I was just going to touch on the fact that Clyde's reward for that victory was uh, an away tie against the mighty St. Johnson in the next round of the Cup.
1: Yeah, well, they'll be running empty by that point, I'd imagine. Um, I think the winner of that tie plays Rangers or Celtic. So I think I don't know what to look at come the end of April, but by that point they'll played what ten games,
0: twelve games, maybe a month.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's maybe just one worth keeping an eye out for over the next week or two. It's just. And what I'll say as
1: well is, um, on Tuesday night, it it doesn't make it easy for punters trying to pick winners in the current climate. It's great having these back, and although there's some great opportunities as well come with this. It does make it very, very difficult. Um, and the results on Tuesday night show that. So yeah. on Tuesday night, at Thistle drew 2-2 with these five. Falkirk lost at Airdrie. stenhouse Muir failed to beat Breakin. Uh, massive odds on. Edinburgh City, massive odds on, failed to beat Annan, And Stirling and Albion, massive odds on against um, Albion Rovers at home. So it doesn't make it easy. Um, and just need to be mindful of that. All of these games, um, taking its toll, it, it does make it a bit of a minefield in terms of the betting angle, but it does also present us some opportunities too.
0: Yeah, and one of them we're going to discuss in a minute. Um, before we get there, you also kind of wanted to touch on co-Rangers who host Dumbarton on Saturday and Dumbarton have been struggling since the return. Uh, they've not won a game except oh, in the Scottish Cup
1: horrible club at the moment, Dumbarton yeah. I apologise to any Dumbarton fans out there, but it's it's so dire, Um looking back over the last six games they've scored one goal um, their last six matches five matches have been 0-0, 1-0, 1-0 1-0, 1-0 1-0, 1-0 and they've only scored once in that run, which was a 1-0 draw um, they've only scored seven goals this season, Dumbarton um, which is just a disgrace really um, They're sitting second bottom It was always going to be a tough season for Dumbarton I think, and we always th- expected them to struggle But one goal in their last six um, They play again tonight Actually, against den mier No, that's not right They play again tonight, sorry, against There's that many games <laughs> They play, <laughs> play East Fife
0: tonight
1: East Fife at home tonight, sorry East Fife in decent form. It'll be a tough game for them tonight. Mm -hmm. And they then have to make the long trip up to Aberdeen on Saturday. So, a couple of things here. Cove, as we expected, or maybe not as well as maybe better than I thought they have done, they're sitting just three points behind Falkirk. They Mm -hmm. can still win the week, Cove, which is incredible. They're sitting on 25 points. At home, very, very solid. They've won five of their seven home games and they've scored two or more in four of those seven home games Um, they will benefit from the extra two or three days rest Um, and the fact they're at home as well is a big thing here only three points behind Falkirk they've obviously got goals on their side as well podcast favourite Mitch Begginson and I guess older podcast favourite Rory McAllister (laughs) um, also at Cove I think Cove look great value here to win this match and to score two or more goals and that pays twenty to twenty three, especially when you take into account Cove are just four to eleven to win this game. Yeah. Look, eight to eleven to score two. But if you had the Cove to win, if, if Cove scored two here, given Dumbarton can't buy a goal, um yeah, you fully expect win Cove to win this game quite comfortably, two uh, 0 And that pays twenty to twenty three with Bet three six
0: five. Yeah, you would say that's a pretty decent shoot, especially with Dumbarton playing tonight already struggling. Um oh likely to lose tonight, I would say, um, and a long trip up up north on Saturday as well. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good way of finding value on Cove who, as you say, are four to eleven just to win. So that's Cove and over one and a half goals at twenty to twenty three or a bet three six five bet builder. Yes. Okay, also in League One I kind of feel as if I need to keep talking out of batting party Thistle, but you just keep going back in again.
1: Well, and I'm
0: absolutely... Of, they've done, they've done they pretty have. well the last week or two because you've you've taken them to score goals.
1: Yeah, I've backed them twice now in the last week, week and a bit, and they've delivered both times. Mm. Uh, both of those games turned out to be 2-2 draws, but thankfully um, I was on either part Partick Thistle double chance or Thistle to score two. So I must admit, I find it incredible that A. McCall is still on a job, part of Thistle. I, re- I really do. And I, I mean that in all seriousness That Thistle sitting mid table in League One, seven points behind Falkirk. They've only won one of their last six matches, although, albeit they've drawn four. But this is a Thistle side who full time, have a decent sized squad, and have actually got some really good players. Um, there's no way they should be toiling in this league for promotion. And at the moment, you have to say, it looks like they could be playing League One again, which is just criminal, really, um, for Thistle. They should be looking to be in the Championship, um, pushing for promotion, not sitting in League One. But that said, they they play Peterhead on Saturday. Peterhead not in great shape either coming into this. They lost 1-0 at home to Steny in the Scottish Cup. Clyde then beat them at Peterhead 2-0 and they can only get a draw against bottom club 4 for, uh, midweek. Um, they're part-time. They're up against a full-time Thistle side who have a bigger squad, a better squad and I guess the key thing here is they're scoring goals. Thistle have now scored two or more in four of their last five games. Um, three, four, two, one and two. So they've scored two or more in the last four league games. They scored at Dundee United in the Scottish Cup last week. Now Thistle are 23-20 to, to win this match. And going by previous games in the, in the league, you'd probably expect Thistle will have to score at least twice to win this, given they can't defend. Um, their defensive record has been <laughs> appalling recently. Um, two against Forfar, two against Sairdre, two against his five. What you can say, though, is they're scoring goals. Uh, Scott Tiffany, who you think a Hero now at Thistle and Brian Graham. They've got seven goals between them now in the last four. Now 23 to 20 to win the match. You would typically expect Thistle to be twenty-three to twenty, maybe five to four best to score twice in this game. Yeah. So I must admit, I'm stunned. Stunned's the one i will use. Fifteen to eight to score two goals, thistle on Saturday. Yeah. Don't care what anyone says. That is an absolutely massive, massive price for lots of reasons. Um I may have backed it at twenty three to twenty to found the score two. But fifteen to eight is just ridiculous. And that's the reason why I've napped it. It's this weekend's Scottish nap. And it's fifteen to eight for Thistle to score over one point five goals at Peterhead.
0: Who's that with, Greg?
1: That's with Paddy Power.
0: Yeah, because I think they're thirteen to eight would be six Which is still, five, still
1: yeah. a big price. Yeah, even thirteen to eight is a big price, but to get nearly two to one, um, I think's outstanding, and it's a great opportunity. I think. Yeah,
0: There's I cannot lose o- money on. I can only imagine that that price is based on the fact that eight of Sissel's eighteen goals have been scored in the last three games. They would only scored ten in their first eleven games, if my maths are correct.
1: I think there's there's just no logical reason at all for it to be as big. You would never normally get such a discrepancy between a team to win and a team to score two. So I don't know if the bookies are making the right answer to this, but even Cove, Cove are four to eleven to beat Dumbarton, but they're eight to eleven to score two. Mm-hmm. You don't often find that. And it's happened again here with um with Peter Head. Sorry, with part of this on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not for us to try and set and guess the bookies. It's just uh, take the opportunities when they arise. And I think if you're getting 15 to 8, I know that league isn't entirely awash with goals, but 15 to 8 on any team to score two goals, particularly a part to side, as you say, that have scored two or more in four of the last five. Just, you can't let it lie, can you?
1: No, you can. And even at a shorter price, I'd have been confident if this was scoring two here. We're mm. now at the business end of the season. Full-time clubs playing part-time clubs. We've got a team who, who are scoring goals, and I've got goals in that squad. So this weekend's card actually, it's one of those cards where you can go into Saturday, and you're fully confident in the selection you've picked. Obviously, it's up to the teams like, to go ahead and do the business. But some weekends you can be scraping the barrel trying to find the stuff to put up, and yeah. find some value in the league. But I think at the moment, like Dundee are good value 4-5 to, to score two against Morton, and Thistle just incredible. To get fifteen to eight to score two goals, I think's brilliant and it's a great opportunity for us.
0: Yeah, especially at that price. Um speaking of another confident bet, um Queen's Park won against uh, one last week, was it Stenhouse they were up against last week?
1: Um Sterling Albion.
0: Sterling Albion, my apologies. Uh, this week they are away to Stenhouse That's where my confusion is. Uh, they are three to five to one currently, which still again is another one that you maybe look to add on your accumulator. Uh, some amount of time before they show up, league two, Greg?
1: Yeah, league's over. Uh ten points clear. Um obviously as I said before, disappointing we've got a second goal last weekend. Um but Stirling, to be fair, probably the nearest challenges along with Elgin and the City. Um but their defensive record at Queen's Park is almost as good as anyone else. Almost really, uh, the number of clean sheets they're keeping, they're winning games to nil every week. Um, they're not scoring massive amount of goals, to be fair. They're not winning games four or five nil, uh, but they are scoring two and three on a regular basis. Um, I've actually super napped this game, so it's my su- my fourth super nap of the season. Uh, for those that are new to listening to the podcast, super nap is really just a a really strong fancy. And the, the last super nap. Which was my bet this season was Motherwell double chance at home to Livingston, and that landed with a, I think it was a three one win. And um, we also had a super nap last year in the Georgia North Macedonia match as well. So super nap for this game, high confident, and I shared that on the channel on Monday uh, at a decent place actually, and um, that place is gone as you said. It's three to five, but I still think three to five will be popular on yeah. uh, accumulators on Saturday. But even saying that. I don't expect Queen's Park to go off at three to five. We are sitting here in, on what Thursday evening. Um, I would fully expect Queen's Park to go off probably short than one to two, to be fair.
0: I think so. I think that will get a bit shorter. So, yeah, um, it's hard to refuse any bet on Queen's Park at the moment, I think. So that's uh, definitely one for your Akers. Um, anything else in League Two that catches the eye? Not
1: really, no. I think um, the biggest game probably is between Albion Rovers and Brecon up at Brecon. I think both sides strengthened before we came back after the restart. Uh, Rover's actually picking up a good few points. Brecon, not so much, but what I would say about Brecon is they're far more competitive now. They were absolute whipping boys before COVID kind of came in and stopped the season at the start of January. But they are now very much in the match. They've lost a couple of games 2-0. They were 1-0 up against Elgin, lost that 2-1. And they got a really good draw, actually, there, during midweek there, after going 1-0 up. So I think they're a team to keep an eye out on later in the season, especially when they're going to be high, high odds playing sides. I don't think they're the whipping boys they used to be. Yeah.
0: OK, is that us for Scottish football this weekend then? It, it is, yes. OK, can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend?
1: Yeah, so really confident selection this weekend um, based on the card that we've got. We've got Dundee to score two or more goals at home to Morton and that's four to five with bet three six five. Um moving into League One, we have Cove Rangers to score two or more goals and beat Dumbarton, and that's twenty to twenty three. Um, this weekend's nap is Partit Thistle, who travelled to Peterhead and taking Partit Thistle to score two or more goals at an incredible fifteen to eight with Paddy Power and that's this weekend's nap. And I also have a super nap that I've shared on the channel from League Two.
0: Yep, and don't forget, if you want to get Greg's daily tips, then you should join his private Telegram channel where he posts his best bets daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up there. Now, before we finish uh, the podcast, Greg, you just want to have a quick word about your new favourite team, potentially, in Belarus?
1: Yeah, so FK Sputnik. um, Not the... um, (laughs) the <laughs> 1960s Russian um, aircraft spacecraft. Um, they were newly promoted last season from the First Division into the Premiership. And I've shared on the channel, I think, at the start of the week, that the Belarusian Premier League, Reserve League, is well underway now. It's match day four. And the volume of goals in that league is just incredible. Um, as it stands, currently... Um, FC Sputnik are being beaten 7-1 away to Energetic sorry 8-1 now sorry 8-1 they're 70 minutes gone now Sputnik have lost 3-1, 4-0 and 6-1 so far it's now 8-1 um, that league is laden the goals so not only do we have the Belgian Premier League to get stuck into next week which I'm looking forward to we also have the Reserve League to look at as well
0: so Yeah, we're times <laughs> very exciting times. There's one door closes and Scottish football, another one opens in Belarusian football. So we've got. all It's that almost that
1: perfect idols. timing, really. I think yeah. once the European leagues finish and the British games finish, we've then got perfect timing for Belarus and for Norway, and that yeah. that way we can spend a bit more time on those leagues. Uh, without any distractions so yeah looking forward to it
0: yeah and hopefully we can get the same level of success that you managed in those leagues uh, last season as well so good stuff now don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84 Greg and you can catch up on all his tips on there as well and that's us for this week thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend
1: yes thank you good luck cheers